Welcome to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. We coach people every day on their money and how to plan for the future. As financial advisors, we're here to have an honest conversation and educate you on investing, retirement, and everything in between. And we'll throw in some sports talk along the way. Our mission and goal of this podcast is to improve your money journey and help you create the financial life you deserve. So let's talk money. And sports. Welcome back to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I am Bailey Ashbrook, investment advisor representative at Central Financial Group, and today's not my birthday. Do you do you want to talk about your wingspan though? Well, today might be the first day I'm not the best basketball player in the room. Shots taken already. Early <laughs> yeah, on that's probably true. Yes. Jeez. Uh, Cole Peterson, investment advisor representative at uh, Central Financial Group, and also not my birthday, and I do not have a great wingspan. And uh, yeah, you a, so you got somebody else there's might be his birthday. Oh, Cole Jasky, financial advisor. It is my birthday. Happy birthday. Happy, yeah. Happy birthday to you. you. I requested pizza tonight. I was, t- I was telling these everyone before the podcast. What are like, you, 25? That's yeah. always my request. Pizza. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish. You know, it's like I, you start to get the age where you're like, eh, whatever. Never. You know, doesn't even matter after 21, does it? No. I love pizza. Though, so. Me too. Happy yep, birthday. So that's my request. That's oh, my, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pizza and For cupcakes. Sure. Caleb Westall. Yeah, no, I was no, waiting. There was it's a kind pause. of the running. Jo- it's kind of the running joke. Yes, now, though, you just know, just so. forget about me. Caleb yeah. Westall, um, producer of How to Money with Cole and Cole. It is not my birthday, and I'm here. So yeah, it's great. We're excited. Awesome. I'm excited. We have a guest today. Our first repeat guest. First time coming back. He also has my back because I couldn't be here last time he was on. Had my back. Said I was better than you guys at basketball. I think or something along <laughs> oh, that line. That's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Shoot, you would bring that up. I listened to it yesterday. You asked me to listen to it, so <laughs> I did. So I'm excited. We'll get him on here in a couple minutes. So don't leave. But a little. Sport. What do you want to tell him? His who it is. I don't John think it says his name. Engler. John Engler was, at Johnson Law. Yeah, we're excited. Talk specializes about in wills, trusts, estate planning. Yeah, he's probably smarter than us. Oh well, for sure. Yeah, that's why we're having him on. Yeah, got to surround you. His, his wingspan is. Pretty long. Yep. Yeah. We do have, we did say yeah. we got some, some like basketball length in this room. Yeah. Maybe besides Cole's small wingspan, but yeah. Cole's, Cole's small tall, wingspan. but I'm tall though. Yeah. 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 Cole's tall. Six, three. I mean, we're, yeah. we're got I a old, basketball lineup size for old man strength. The average height in the room might be over six feet today. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it is. Caleb, oh, yeah. sorry. Oh. I'm right at. Oh, you're the like, same height as me. Foot, so. Yeah. Yeah. Me and you are the same. We're the shortest ones in the room today. Okay. NFL. Big, my husband's happy. Cowboys win last night. First time. Crazy weekend. See you, Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I, I think he's, I, and I, I, and I have been a Tom Brady supporter, and, and and I couldn't believe he won the Super Bowl at Tampa Bay his first year. To tell you the truth, but uh, he looked old, and he looked like Tired. he might be done. Yeah, his his body language is getting worse too. You know, he's a little more. I don't think he's got the patience. He should have just know, accepted patience. he ended on that, and yeah. like, yeah, he always mm-hmm. been through a lot this year. So. He's been yeah, through he's a, had a lot. Had a, yeah. a rough year. Yeah, everywhere. Year. So. And not a great team. You know, not that great this year. So. Well, and I saw the stat there. They're the worst in the league at running the, ba- yeah. the ball. And, and as you know from football, if you cannot run the, you cannot pass the whole time. You have to be able to run the ball, especially yeah. at that level. It makes you pretty one one dimensional and easy to game plan against. So a forty yeah. a forty five year old quarterback. This tells you how bad their run game is. Set a NFL record for most passes in a single season. Oh, pass okay. attempts. There like, you go. That's that's not Ooh. good. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, their team's bad this year. Yeah. I, I can't believe them. I mean, it's probably a testament to him that they actually made the playoffs. True. I know. He's, a, he's one of a kind, but I saw a cool stat, Purdy, or quote, Purdy was like, he's been playing football longer than I've been alive. Yeah. And I Isn't was like, crazy? oh my gosh, that's he's such a baby. Yeah. Niners. Yeah, they're 
fire. They're playing great. Yeah, Purdy. That's it's it's a really cool such story. a cool story. And George Kittle, you know, Iowa, Iowa State type connection. Like they're yeah. kind of the top two like guys that are going out on that team right now. Kittle's amazing too. Yeah. By the yeah. way, you watch him; he's such a freak. Yeah. Purdy, Purdy over three hundred yards passing, uh, attributed three passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Like got, first ever rookie to do that. It's I mean, he's it's Mr. insane stat. Mr. Irrelevant, still, un, still undefeated. Yeah, yeah. he's a stud. <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant, the last guy taken in the draft. He LeBron barely, James he barely made tweeted the team. him. Yeah. Talk about being surrounded by good players, though. I mean, he yes. he does have a great supporting cast. I mean, he's playing well. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. and he should have had five touchdowns. Did you see Brandon Ayuk drop that one? Mm-hmm. He should have had he should have had four passing touchdowns. Brandon Ayuk dropped one at towards the end of the game. It was thirty eight to whatever it didn't really matter but um but he would have had four passing touchdowns that's a, that's a good uh you know lead into surrounding ourselves with a good team yes right? I was I know just we, got, thinking we got a great that. you know he's got a great organization around us and that's what we're constantly doing you know uh, and John, i was thinking about John's the impact guys yeah. like when you're around good players it yep. shows how good you are like sometimes some athletes i feel like get lost because you just have to have a good support staff Ma- makes up for some of your flaws you know yeah. some of our flaws and uh good people so i'm excited to have john on today yeah let's bring him real, on oh i was gonna say real quick 15 seconds Super Bowl. Who's going to be in the Super Bowl? Cole J. Uh boy. I'm going to go Eagles, Bills, and Bills are going to win. Even though the Bills played poorly this past weekend, I still think I believe in Josh Allen. I got I got 49ers, Bills, and and I think it's you know, 49ers going with Brock Purdy that story, and then the Bills with the Demar Hamlin thing, which we forgot to bring up. Demar Hamlin is out of the hospital. His charity's raised over nine million dollars. Things are looking up. Uh, apparently, he was at the team facilities one one day last week. So such a cool story. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. dang, you took mine because I was going to go down that path. Niners and Bills, but I'll take the Bills. God, we're heavy on the Bills. It's not a good sign. I'm I know, going, but they'll probably lose. They're on a okay. Go I'm going to be the the odd one in the room. I'm going to say uh, uh, Niners Bengals, and I'm going to say the Niners are going to win. Okay. okay. All right. Bengals get back to the Super Bowl for the second year in a row. I yeah, I think I think so. I, I think like the it. Bills are the Bills showed some weakness this week. And so it'll I think it'll be Bengals or Chiefs. Everyone's sleeping on those Jaguars. Right. I want to hear John. John. I want to talk right. to John. Let's get to John. John, welcome back. First time repeat guest. Happy to have you. Good to be back, Bailey. He might pull an RG three and have to leave. His wife's due any day with baby three. Did you know that? I, I did know that. Yeah. So you can have three under the age of three. Woof. Exactly. Three <laughs> oh, in diapers. Oh, wow. Good grief. Cool. I did not look at his cool. face. Well, actually, last God time. God bless you, John. Last time. And your wife. Our last one, we were walking in and I was doing hot laps and all of a sudden John came out. He's like, hey, Bailey. I was like, hey. And he's like, we just had a baby. I was like, I'm going to have a baby any minute. <laughs> so we. Kindred spirits. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Oh, so your two babies were born on the same day? Two days apart. So he oh. was, they were leaving the hospital. Oh, I was doing the hot laps. So it was fun. She was getting her steps in. Yep. Yeah. That's a, it. that's a big thing. And I never, we, we did miles up there, yeah. I think. Gotta our, get your workout in. Yeah. And our couple. Yeah. Childbirth. So congrats. So. Any yeah. day. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Good luck with that. Yeah. We don't know what we're having. It will be a surprise. Oh, that's, that's cool. Fun. They yeah. have two that's boys. Fun. She, she wants a girl. Oh, you might have to fire for number four. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. just be careful. Remember, they come in pairs sometimes. Yeah, That's yeah. right. You know, you know. There is some weird odds of when you have, yeah. if you've had two boys and you have a third, it's very likely that yeah. you're going to have a boy. I don't know what, what the math yeah. is, but it's, there's some, some, you know, stat out there. Who knows? That's, that's on the internet. Could be fake news. So, well, good but, luck. And real quick you. before we get into it, because I know 
it just is so important for us to pair up with people like you and our clients to have you as like a teammate of us. But real quick, just thank you so much for sticking up for me last time. I couldn't be here and they were trying to just drag me under the mud. And John's like, no, she's pretty good. And I stand by that. Yeah. Uh are you talking about basketball? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. I thought John maybe you were talking me, about financial advising or no, something. No, no, like no, that. no, no, no. John and me used to hoop back in the day. We yeah. did. Yeah. A lot of time spent at the YMCA, yeah. Fort Dodge Rec. So, Shout yeah, out. a lot of basketball. Now we're only going to have kids, yeah. you know, hooping and Got a you know, good stuff. So Yeah. Well, right. we didn't, I don't think we covered this. John is an attorney at Johnson <laughs> Law <Yeah>. Firm. <laughs> And he's here to talk about wills, trusts, a uh, couple of things that, that have changed in estate planning, things like that. So um, we're going to actually get into the business talk here and stop talking about Bailey's basketball uh, here pretty soon. And babies. But, but uh, John, yeah, thanks for being here. And uh, we talked a lot about the uh, changes that were happening on the Secure Act 2.0, which we talked about before the show didn't, didn't really have a lot of things for you guys to, you know, as far as the, the legal side. But there is th- uh, something coming up in 2026 where the state, uh, state tax exemption falls back. So it's been um, basically doubled since uh, Trump took office. And we don't talk about politics on the, on the podcast. We're not going to go there. But um, in 2026, that, that expires correct uh, uh it sunsets sunsets so okay, what that I'm means sorry. yep uh so what that means is it's going to come back to pre-tax cuts and jobs act uh, uh tax code legislation so that means that will come back to the pre-2018 levels so right now uh in 2023 for the estate tax gift tax exemption it's a unified amount so the total would be 12 million 12 million nine hundred twenty thousand uh, and that's tied together. So if you make a sizable gift right now, that reduces your overall exemption that you have when you pass away. Ex- explain yeah. before we get too far, explain just in like for for our listeners what the gift tax exemption actually, you know, yes. just simplify it down. Yeah. And then if you're above that amount, maybe, maybe explain that. I think that's where to understand if people understand if you pass away above that amount in your state is explain how that works. Yeah, so in year 2023, if I were to gift cash of $17,000 or any uh, property to another individual worth $17,000 or less, essentially you don't have to worry about using up any of your gift tax exemption. Now, anything that would exceed that amount, you would be reducing your exemption amount. So what that means is, for example, if I were to make a gift of $100,000 to me, to Cole Peterson (laughs) here, uh, that means that I would be, in essence, reducing my exemption by 83000 because I can give up to 17000 per person, but then anything in excess of that would reduce the exemption that I have at the time I pass away. So when I pass away, my exemption of 12920000 if I passed away in year 2023, would be reduced by that 83000 So if somebody passes away and, and has... A hundred million dollars, um, and say we're just talking about a single person. Let's just say, um, you know, they have a hundred million in farmland. Well, let's just yeah. say they have a hundred. There are states worth a hundred million dollars. Explain how what a state tax is above that twelve point, and let's just call it twelve point nine million. You know, that eighty one, eighty one, no. 80, 88, everything above everything 88 above that. Point, well, 87.1 <laughs> there you million. Go. Want to get your calculator out? Yeah, eighty seven point one million. How would that would be taxed? Yes. So uh, essentially, if you exceed that exemption amount, the excess amount will be subject to the federal estate tax. And that's about 40% of whatever that value would be. Ouch. So 87.1 million 
the person that inherits that $100 million is going to pay 40% tax wow. on that $87 million. The federal estate tax would be paid presumably through the estate. So whatever uh, the estate has for funds, which would be everything in excess of that amount, uh, would be used towards the federal estate tax. So you would have to file uh, a form federal 706, and that's the estate tax return with the IRS. And uh, you would have to show the amount that you exceed that exemption by, and then you're going to be owing a lot in federal estate tax. So this, so if this happened, say say it wasn't assets, not in cash, you know, like uh, there's a difference. So this, the estate would be forced to raise, say the value is a hundred million. It was all in farmland. For example, the state would be forced to raise that 40% to pay that estate tax or whatever the estate tax amount came up. Yeah. Generally speaking, you'd presumably have to liquidate the farmland or some of the farmland to pay the tax that would be owed. Now, there may be some exceptions to that. You can try to compress values through a special use valuation. There's new so- new nuisances. Yeah, right? yep, so, yep, yep, yep. Nuances. There Please, you I go. I, I didn't want to correct yeah, it at your birthday. Yep. <laughs> Again, this conversation, this isn't like our average client, but it just shows the importance. And John, you got a lot of information changing you on, on you and a lot to keep up with with your job. So we always refer people like, hey, we don't do legal stuff. But if you, we were talking about this before the episode. If you have a trust, if you don't have a trust, the pros and cons. And then you were talking about one time you had someone who had a trust set up, but didn't have all the assets in it. So maybe going into example for someone, why would I want to trust? Why would it be important for me? Oh, it, it really comes down to a personal preference of the clients. So a lot of my clients who want a revocable trust-based plan, their primary concern is uh, maintaining their privacy. So if they pass away, uh, they don't have to go through probate, which is a court-supervised process of the administration of a person's will. So that's a matter of public record. So as a result, if you do have assets going through your will, uh, you have to put together an inventory of your assets. And people, if they truly wanted to search court records, they could see what you had at the time you passed away. And, and it can protect your your heirs too, your family, because people are going to see what they inherit. I mean, if, if you have millions of dollars and your son, daughter, whoever's going to inherit your money, they're going to see that, that they're going to. So it does, it does make sense also to protect your, your kids or whoever is going to be your heirs as well. Exactly. And it may be a little bit more of an expedited process process too. So, um, but the important thing is if you're going with the trust-based plan, you have to retitle your assets appropriately. Uh, or at least take care of them through a beneficiary designation of some sort correctly. And there's yeah. a lot to that. So that's where it's crucial that if you're working with a financial advisor, accountants, whatever the case may be, everyone's working together to make sure that the plan is appropriate for the client. So saying that, you know, um, Bailey, you had mentioned that we had spoken earlier about uh, an example. You know, recently uh, I had worked on an administration for a person who had passed away and I had not handled the initial setup of the revocable trust-based plan. Uh, I think it was taken care of almost like 20 years ago, uh, in fact, in another state. Um, but when that person moved to Iowa, didn't have anything changed, and then um, had initially transferred the assets to the trust but didn't keep up with it. Yeah, so, they started buying things and then not having the, yeah. them titled into the trust. So or every bank car they got, or, yeah. ba- bank accounts, house, they maybe didn't title into the trust. Um, so they had half their assets that were titled into the trust, half that were not. 
and then it yeah what does yeah. that do john <laughs> then you yeah. got to do both and, yeah. and then you have two separate administrations you have the trust administration and then you have the probate estate administration and it's like john's getting paid more i'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just kidding double the work but but you know it, just from the this the standpoint of costs it can be more just because you include court costs now right because you're going through the court system so uh in essence they were trying to keep things simple and maintain the privacy, but then they've kind of forgot how it worked, I assume. And uh, then we had to go through probate to get those assets transferred over to the trust. What about um, when someone moves states? You know, this is, this is you know, should they consult, you know, an attorney in that, you know, say, say they actually change residency, you know, where they're, then maybe there's different estate, you know, at, at the state level you know, taxation, you know, how, how do you talk about that or what's, what's like best practice, I would say in that, that, that scenario. So I typically recommend that people consult. So if they move to a different state, so if they started here in Iowa, they moved to another state, I would always recommend that they consult with uh, an estate planning attorney in that new state. Every state's different. You know, for instance, I had this recently where uh, there was a primary trust administration <clears throat> In another state, I had someone reach out to me because there was some real estate located here in Iowa. We had to go through the the trust administration here as well. Um, in Iowa, we have what's called an inheritance tax that's purely based on the relationship of the person that uh, is receiving the property to the person that passed away. So for instance, uh, a spouse, children, grandchildren, charities, assuming they're 501c3, uh, would be exempt from the Iowa inheritance tax. So most times people would have a plan where they leave it either to the surviving spouse or children, grandchildren. You don't have to worry about that Iowa inheritance tax. But in this case, they had nieces and nephews that were going to be receiving. So as a result, they were going to be subject to Iowa inheritance tax. And that is a nuance that the estate planning attorney in the other state wouldn't know about because it's specific to Iowa. That's a good question. That, that is a great, and it's a good example too. So, you know, just people that do, we have clients that, you know, shift from, you know, maybe non, you know, state level tax states, you know, like Arizona, Florida, or, you know, ones there. So that's a, a valid thing to make sure they're having that discussion with, with, uh, you know, their estate planning attorneys. And I will say too, it, it's worth noting, we were talking about the federal state tax exemption earlier and the sunset January 1st, 2026. Uh, but with the Iowa inheritance tax, that is set to be repealed January 1st, 2025. So uh, in Iowa, we won't have to worry about that anymore. At all. Like, Correct. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, great oh, state. Yeah. So th- this is obviously a good reason to get with someone like John when you're when you're talking about your state planning. Because we were talking about this too, is like retirement going from state to state doesn't really it doesn't really change a whole lot other than the taxation, taxation. uh which Iowa went away from this yeah. yeah, the state taxation on on retirement distributions. But but other than that, but law changes a lot from state to state is what you're you're kind of telling you mean what you're it telling does. us. Yeah. And it the does. law is the law. Right? <laughs> yeah. There's no going back. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Thank you, John. That was great. We'll be right back. This podcast is produced by Spin Market and Digital. Located in Fort Dodge, Iowa, Spin Market's highly skilled team can help you increase your market by updating your website, improving SEO designing advertisements, and producing podcasts that will grab the attention of your market. Contact Spin Market today for all your digital marketing needs at digitalagent at spinmarketwith2ks.com or call us at 515-302-8026. And to learn more, visit our website at www.spinmarketwith2ks.com. 
digitalagent.com. That's digitalagent at spinmarket.com or 515-302-8026 or visit our website www.spinmarketwith2ks.com. All right, we're at welcome back. We're going to do a quick little dollars and cents. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. John liked that coin drop. I, he got a little smirk. I'm going to let the birthday boy give us some positivity. Yeah, for our, this week's dollars and cents, um, you know, positive. It's a, it's a Tuesday here, my birthday. Positivity, right? The market's uh, so far year to date trending in a good direction. So, you know, we came off a you know pretty poor last year, but... Just give the the major indices, you know, the S and P as of close of market uh, fri- last Friday, which today is January seventeenth. Uh, the S and P five hundred was up four point two two percent. The Dow Jones was up three point five four, and the Nasdaq was up almost six percent. So, which uh, Nasdaq was down thirty three percent last yeah. year. So it had yeah. a lot of way. We, to we come got back. some room. To, we got some room to run, but you know, it's on a on a you know po- positivity you right know? so like oh the, and, and we kind of we kind of thought that would happen after the the start of the the new year it's like new year new new things people are like oh okay well things are trending in the right direction then we'll start buying things on the way up yeah which you should buy things when they're down but <laughs> i'm gonna give a little plug for for diversification too so the uh the european market as a whole i'm not going to go into the individual indexes there but as of last friday it was only down seven percent from their all-time highs mm. So if you think of like diversification, right, and, and not a lot of people had a lot of European exposure. It's probably very small for the most most part of people's portfolios. But it is a thing is that over we're seeing overseas markets have actually, you know, rallied quietly, you know, more than probably a lot of people know. So you do have some balance diversification in your portfolio. You know, you're you know, you think if you're only seven percent off all time highs, we're here yeah. in our markets, we're we're twenty percent. International has been painful over the last yeah. five to yeah. ten it's years. It's been hard. It's been hard, but uh actually that's something that kept people afloat last year yeah. was if they had some European exposure. Yeah, it was positive, but take uh, it green. Yeah. I'll take, take all the green can we can get. Positivity. Speaking of green, we got a Gail Green. John played a little basketball back in his day, right? St. Edmund Gail. Yeah. yeah, you were. I'm just gonna give you a props. You got. I can't remember. You were. You had some stats though. But there's like three games in a row. I think you only missed like one shot. I don't know. You were a little like mini. You remember that, John? Only missing one shot. Well, that I was talked remember. about. He's like Bailey. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Did John, you play college basketball too? Yeah, I did over at Briarcliff University in Sioux City. Oh, okay, nice, yep. nice. Four years. All there. four years. Yeah. Okay. Go Chargers. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I had three teammates go to Briarcliff after I was central. Yes, you did. Yeah. yeah. And then we played them at Sioux Falls. That's right. You were them. At, yeah. Yeah. Killed them. Oh, of course you'd say don't that. Don't need to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> but then, then off to law school or did you uh, play any uh, after, after college? Well, uh, off to law school where I, I played in intramurals. <laughs> I, 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 I did play on the law school basketball team. I love it. We, we made it to the semifinals. Were you MVP? We, uh, we didn't advance far enough. We, we were hoping to play at Williams Arena where the Gophers play up there, but uh, we, we, were, we were one game short. Now you're gonna. Now you're a dad of three soon. Yep. Well, Times have changed. Soon. Now you're right. gonna live through your kid. Live through our kids. Yeah, so. yep. vicariously through them. Yep. yep. All right, John. We didn't get real quick because it's just great to hear how passionate you guys are about the market and finances. And it's great to have John's take. But John, what's your take on the Super Bowl? We didn't get it. I got it real quick. Who's winning? Who is it? Well, my Vikings were defeated last oh, weekend. Oh, you're a yeah. Vikings fan? Yeah, and uh, I, I saw that one coming though, so it's uh, it's not like I'm surprised. I am gonna go with uh, the 49ers. As Super Bowl champs over the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, I like okay, it. I like That's it. a good one. Chalk. 
Going chalk. Yeah. I think, going chalk. I think, no, I guess the would the Eagles be chalk because they're number one seed? Okay. Right. Caleb's shaking his head, yes. But I think the favorites to go to the Super Bowl are the 49ers. So, yeah. You're There's going, a lot of concern with Jalen like Hurts right they're now. They're the hottest team right now. Yeah. You can tell playing. They get a lot of momentum. Defense is like stout. So, yeah. yeah. All Good right. shot. Very chalky. And that's my guy, Brock Purdy, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Got to root for the go. Iowa State guy. Yep. It's awesome. It really is. All right. So, we were talking about having a trust, having it set up correctly. So explain to me if I don't have a trust and I just have a will. So if you have a will as your primary plan, which the vast majority of people do, uh, when you pass away, assuming that uh, the assets are not jointly owned or taken care of by beneficiary designation, they will flow through your will. And so then you would go through the court supervised process of probate. So, you know, just kind of in a nutshell, how that works you take the will, you file it with the opening paperwork to appoint someone as the nominated executor. Once the executor is appointed, that person is basically responsible for handling the estate administration. So they are the fiduciary for the estate. So collecting assets, valuing assets, paying bills, uh, publishing notice in the paper uh, to the creditors, sending notices to heirs and beneficiaries, uh, and also the, uh, the spouse to make a spousal election. And then uh, putting together an inventory, too, of all the assets, showing the date of death values. And then making sure all the tax returns are taken care of. And That's just, <laughs> just you're still going. Yeah. The executor has a lot to yeah. do, but it, especially if it's complicated. And, and uh, I think that word probate gets a lot of flack. Like, people are like, I don't want to go through probate. It feels icky, I, I like you get tenuous here. And yeah. it. It's really not that bad of a, I mean, a bad of a thing. I mean, there's some costs involved with it, and, and you can explain it better than I can, but... In most people's cases, it makes sense to just do a will and go through probate, correct? Yeah, and and we talked about earlier about people with the the trust, and and some people aren't fit to have a trust because their their bookkeeping may not be great, or as as far as making sure of how the trust works. You know, they keep assets in their individual names, so you have to go through probate regardless. So some people don't want to go through the hassle of retitling assets up front, so they just say. I'm going to have this will catch all my assets that aren't taken care of by joint ownership or beneficiary designation and go through that process. And for a lot of them, they're okay with that. You know, most times I, I meet with clients and we go over the pros and cons of each, and then I leave it up to them for what they would prefer. A lot of people have the mindset, well, if I'm not going to be around, I'm okay with whatever takes place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't have to do. <laughs> so just, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm on open book, as you guys know, like I have a will based plan. I don't have a trust. I don't have my assets titled into a trust or anything like that. If if me and Molly passed away right now, I mean, there's there's not a lot that, that I mean, my kids are going to. The kids inherit. are the big thing, right? Right, now. right. So we have those obviously taken care of by naming a guardian and things like that in in our will. But as far as having a trust, it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense for me right now to have to hide things from people in a trust. It doesn't. There aren't a lot of uh, assets that I have to hide. I guess. I have a question. Just, just, I was just kind of thinking here of, you know, if you were to rank and again, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, like what would be, so younger couple think new family kind of prioritizing, say, say, you know, we're always prioritizing like the finance side of like, here, you should have some life insurance. You should save in a Roth, you know, those type of things on the estate planning side, obviously we're talking about wills, but having maybe their power of attorney, their, their health power of attorney. Talk about that a little bit of yeah, like having that and making sure that's in place. Yeah. So with the powers of attorney, there's a financial power of attorney and then a medical power of attorney. And those are effective while you're alive. 
So, um, for instance, if you become incapacitated, you can appoint someone under your financial power of attorney to step in as your agent to basically handle your assets for you, pay your bills, take care of taxes, and you're appointing someone that you want in that event. How does that? Typically, your spouse or your significant other, and then you have a backup to that. How does it work if you don't have something yeah. in place? So explain, like, say, like that's that's one thing. I think the implications of not having some of this stuff, like as you you're talking about it. Yeah, then uh, most likely you would have to go through a conservatorship. And that is also a court-supervised process where you have to have a conservator appointed to manage your assets for you, pay your bills, uh, take care of your taxes. And uh, you know, with that, you have to file annual reports. You may have to file a bond, um, which is kind of like an insurance policy just in case uh, your conservator runs off with all the funds. Sounds There's- a lot more uh, extensive than just going to meet with you for a couple hours and getting a plan ahead of time. And it's right? not the person you're yep. choosing. Yeah, it, 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 that's exactly right. So uh, it, it's more cost effective to probably have a financial power of attorney in place and you can actually appoint the person you want to step in in that role. Because also there can be two people battling about who's going to be the Correct. the decision maker and and you don't get to make that decision obviously if you can't make that decision so and sadly we have seen that where uh you end up in a, a conservatorship proceeding and people are battling to be appointed as a conservator mm-hmm. and it can tear a lot of families up and so on the flip side of that too you have the medical power of attorney where you're appointing an agent to make health care related decisions for you in the event that you're unable to so again you can appoint the person that you want Otherwise, you may have to go through a guardianship, which is also a court-supervised process to appoint someone to make healthcare decisions for you. I don't want Bailey making the decision yeah. on whether to pull the plug on me or not. So. Uh, I'm a POA for someone. I'm a POA. Yeah, yeah I, got, I got Molly making the decision. She's going to rip that thing out of the wall so quick. <laughs> I got Luke as my POA, but I just have a letter written out to tell him what to do. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Guys, I'm kidding. Guys. You know he doesn't have to follow that letter. Yeah. You know he will because he loves me dearly. And he knows I to be determined. Best decisions. Yeah, if you can't help out with the kids, I don't know if He's you're much good to them. Oh, that's true. That's true. Anyways, and, and just stress the important. I don't know why I said yeah. Guys, my husband knows. Get, He's got get the back on track yeah, here. Come yeah, on. Get back. But just on the stress track. the importance too of like having kids. Or and you said mentioned something about tearing family up. And I know we've had you on an episode before, and we've talked about some of this. But it's just so important to have these things lined up, have them communicate with your advisors. How many people do you think you see that come in and? all various ages that don't even have a will or trust set up yet. And you're like, wow, I wish this would already been set up. You know what I mean? Quite a bit. Uh, the nice thing is most times it's, if, if they're there, it's not a problem. Yet, right. Right. So now I, I've seen it on the other side where there have been some disastrous results of people who didn't have an estate plan. So they didn't have a will or a trust. Uh, for instance, I would say that um, I had a case uh probably several years ago, uh, in which uh, there was an ancillary administration here in Iowa. The decedent was, at the time of his death, estranged from his wife, had never formally gotten divorced, and at that point in time, presumably would have left everything that he could to uh, a brother that he was very close to. Well, he never had a will done. Oh, boy. So as a result, uh, 100% of the estate went to the estranged wife because he didn't dictate that he wanted to least, uh, leave at least a portion to his brother. So 100% goes to the estranged wife, and she happened to be in a nursing home, so a lot of that was used for her care. Oh, boy. Um, and so, yeah, it, it can be kind of messy. You know, I, I have another example where someone passed away, didn't have uh, 
Uh, this was early on in my career where uh, the person didn't have any children, didn't have a surviving spouse, uh, had assets, uh, didn't have any parents that survived her, no siblings. So we had to rely, you know, when someone passes away with no will, you have to rely on uh, the rules of intestacy or the laws of intestacy. And so basically it's a default will that the Iowa law provides for you. So we had to make our way down the line as far as, okay, who's going to receive this property? <laughs> who, wow. who gets that money yeah. in that yeah. case? So the we church? Actually, I yeah, mean. We, we actually had to hire uh, a company to locate heirs of this person. That's what I was sounds like Mr. Deeds. You guys yeah. seen that? Yeah. 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 It does. It's like $80 does. million dollars yeah. from his uncle. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I was wondering, how you figure out if like, <laughs> yeah. they don't have any close family, like where that eventually someone's got to probably go to a niece or a nephew. Yeah. So I think the way it worked was one half of it went to the paternal grandparent side and then one side went to the maternal grandparent side and then it got divvied out accordingly. So I want to say that there were like 22 beneficiaries oh my oh, wow. that, that we found, but we found them and we were able to close up the estate and, and there was a significant amount of inheritance tax that was owed uh, within Iowa because sure. nieces, nephews or, uh, you know, um, Second cousins, twice removed, you know, <laughs> pretty so extended out there. It, it, it was really extended, but you know that just provides a couple examples of the importance of having something, especially if you're not wanting to rely on that default will. Yeah, for sure. And you you brought this up too. I mean, probably the most common thing that that I hear in in our financial advising side of the business is I don't want my I don't want the nursing home to get all my money. I don't, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get in the nursing home and then, and then have all my money go to them or have the farmland, you know, have to be sold and all that money go to them. So, uh, talk a little, touch, talk a little bit about the five-year look back and why, uh, a person would do an irrevocable irrevocable trust just briefly, because I know irrevocable trust is, is kind of a, a lengthy, you know, lengthy process. Well, it really just depends. So with the five-year look back, as, as essentially what that means is uh, if I were to transfer $100,000 to a child and I knew or there was a chance that I was going to be going into a nursing home, there's a five-year look back period. So if I do it day, day one and then two years later, I end up in a nursing home and I don't have any other funds to pay for my private care, then there's going to be that five-year look-back period that kicks in and is basically going to recapture the 100000 uh, that uh, I would have gifted away. So instead of that person going on Medicaid, they're going to say, no, 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 that $100,000 that you gave to Johnny two years ago, we're going to... back. Yeah, that's coming back and that's going to pay for your care. So it, that's just something that we hear a lot. It's like, I'm just going to give all my money away and then I don't, then I'll just go on Medicaid. Well, you're going to need to keep five years of, of living expenses because you, you can't, you know, you can't go on Medicaid for that five years because there's that look back. Um, and then most people don't have enough assets to, to be doing that. Mm -hmm. So, but it does happen. Yeah, sure. it, it does. And and there are a variety of ways in which you can try to uh, structure an estate plan to maybe um, prevent an issue like that. Uh, you had mentioned like an irrevocable trust potentially, or, you know, creating a, a retained life estate you know, not to get too much into the weeds uh, there, but there, there are a variety of things that you can do. And, you know, especially on that side, I mean, it's a very complex, fluid area. So it, it's really difficult. If someone has that issue, they need to talk with a specialist. For sure. All right. Well, that's awesome. That was a lot of information. I feel like we talked about a bunch and a bunch of little time. But a lot I'm of look, topics. I'm looking at Caleb and he's like, wrap it up probably. 
For well, sure. John, we appreciate you so much. Our first repeat guest, just to shout you out, I think. Yeah, thank you, John. Caleb, didn't you say John's first episode was one of our most listened to? Yes. See, this information's valuable. Wow. And, uh, or it's the name, you know, the John, John Engler, local, Lin- like, yeah. Luker, local basketball star, yeah, three local kids. Celebrity. And, but me and Caleb, I told Caleb this, and this is awesome, so people are listening. We had a couple people walk into the office the other day, a son-dad duo, and the son had been listening to the podcast, and I think we were talking about the independent agent sign, and they want to meet with us, so it's... It's great. So find us. And I got a special quote today. It's a 49ers quote because we end John now. Today, I will do what others won't. So tomorrow I can accomplish what others can't. Jerry Rice, San Fran. Love it. Go Cubs. Thanks, guys. Thank you. You've been listening to How to Money with Cole and Cole, the podcast of the Central Financial Group, courtesy of Spin Market. To learn more, visit their website at www.centralfinancialgroup.com and follow them on all their social media platforms. For now, I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. And we'll see you on the greens. Four! Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services Referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated. Material discussed is meant for general informational purposes only, and it is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Diversification does not insure against loss. Any guarantees discussed refer only to fixed insurance products and are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company.